Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Are we rolling? Yes. We are. Yep. Well, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. How's it going? It's pretty good. I like your headband How's today. How's you going? Thank you. This is my I did not wash my hair today headband. That's perfect. Thank you. Fits the part. Does it look like I didn't wash my hair or does it look like I made a fashion choice? No, it looks like you made a fashion choice. Amazing. Yeah. See? Do you have any resolutions for the new year? Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to sleep. Sleeping is your resolution. <laughs> I mean, every I don't really make resolutions. I make goals. I set uh-huh. goals for the year. So I would like to finish my PhD this year. Well, you will. You kind of have to. Um, I right? St- I mean, not, I don't have to. I mean. You you could go into 2019. I could. I don't want to. And I hope that I don't. Right. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I actually have some minor ones. Um, exercising is nowhere on the list. No. Uh, I want to accessorize. This is why I, I segued from the... Really? You want to accessorize? I want to accessorize. I want to wear necklaces and earrings. You do it all the time. I like I'm accessories. I'm very into your accessorizing. Really? And I Thank wear you. like the same jewelry every single day. You have that one piece that I love. My name necklace? Well, I like that one. No, it's kind of big. Turquoise maybe? I don't know. This is a great conversation. But anyway, I'm so sorry, guys. Anyway, I want to accessorize. Um, I like feel like I'm a grown woman. Like I'm in my late 30s. I should accessorize. And I want to get better at sending cards to people, mm. like condolence cards. Condolence cards. Thank you cards. I went to the store and bought 10 condolence cards to just keep in my house. Yes. So that I can just send them when it happens. That's I, I was trying to do that with birthday cards. And it didn't work. No, like I, I sent the two that I had and then I never like no. restocked. But I will say this. Whenever <laughs> I don't donate to MD Anderson, they send a lot of cards. I have like a lot of them and they're very versatile. So maybe don't donate to MD Anderson and you'll get some free cards. Do you have like a list of organizations you donate to every year? Or you just yeah. kind of do it at random? No, no. I, I, there's like every once in a while there'll be a new one, but mm-hmm. I pretty much donate to the same organizations every year. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, was that was our episode. One. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we have, like, I've read some things. I've listened to some podcasts. Like there's been a lot of output lately of ideas related yeah. to parenting. Like an end of the year, people like to share the stuff that works. Which is nice. I was hanging out last night with a 96-year-old woman because that's what I do. I just hang out with 96-year-old women. They accessorize. They do. She's a great accessorizer. And I was like, Flo, that's her name. Then even better. What's your secret? And she said, I don't know. I said, do you exercise? Yes, I do. She played tennis till she was 70. All about tennis. Okay. Then she walked constantly. Mm -hmm. And then when that was too hard, now she does the seated yoga four times a week sit and be fit and when she's not doing the seated yoga she rides her little stationary bike she exercises seven days a week she's 96 my goodness she said i've always exercised Mm -mm. i was like lady you are killing it and she feels good she said there's a woman who's 106 in my home and she says her secret is two tablespoons of raisins every night before she goes to bed what and she doesn't drink water she just drinks apple juice so she's very like, regular. So she just eats sugar. Yeah. That's basically her regimen. Okay. That's pretty much what I eat before bed, <laughs> which is why I can't sleep. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's Flo's recommendations on right. on being exercise, living that long. Living if you want to live life. that long, if you don't want to, then fuck it. I'll eat donuts and, and singularity. I'll probably be around by that time. So <laughs> it's true. We won't um, have to do anything. So a listener sent us a. Um, we're going to talk about a podcast, a hidden mm-hmm. brain podcast that we heard. We're going to talk about, um, a book that I'm reading called how to talk to your, how to talk to little kids. So they'll listen. Yep. We're going to talk to Abby's going to talk about, um, something called bubbles. <laughs> What's it called? It's a filter bubble, which has nothing to do with parenting, Great, but I will circle it back. Can't wait. Figure out a way. You're an amazing segue. 
And then finally, a scary mommy article that I read yesterday about having your kids use knives. You laid this out for people because then now they can shut it off right now. <laughs> well, we never do that. No, it's good. You know what? This is going to be okay. I'm going to have that's, there that's are two your... podcast resolutions. All right. One. What the fuck are we talking about when we start the show? Okay. I think that's a good resolution. Listeners, do you, would you want to know that? I feel like that's what good podcasts do. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about. Today we're going to talk about blink. So they know what they're getting into. Yeah. They, they don't, they, what, what, what is in the box before I buy it? Yeah. Two, I want to stop being so self-deprecating and saying how only two people listen to all of our shows. Because three people do listen. Exactly. That's exactly my point. We're really isolating that third person. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, we're going to, this 2000, what are we going into? 18. It's going to be our year. Crazy. It's going to be our year. All right. So talk about this, this podcast. So yeah, our, our, our very dear friend and listener said to us a link to this podcast. Um, uh, and what's, tell me, remind me the name of the book. It's the, the gardener and the The gardener and the, wow, I'm already fucking it up. The carpenter and and the the gardener. Yes. And it's by a woman named, nope, I already screwed it up. The gardener and the carpenter. Okay. By Alison Gopnik. And it's what the new science of child development tells us about the relationship between parents and children. Very interesting. It's the the TLDR. Okay. Just in case I didn't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. It's pretty... I Honestly, there's a 30-minute podcast. I could have gotten it in two minutes. I didn't really need... (laughs) So I'm going to sum it up for you guys in two minutes. Basically, the idea of parenting is very new. Right. Like, late 70s, that term started hitting the media... That the, the act of parenting as this thing that you need to figure out how to do, not just like this thing that you are, like you are a parent or you are a child. I wonder if it's because that's around the time when women were being empowered to not want a parent. To have and, it all. Yeah. And to have Possibly. it all. That'd be, that's interesting. I'm I mean, sure somebody is. because, you know, the interesting part thing about when you think about something with ing on the end, mm-hmm. working. Yeah. It denotes toil. It denotes, it can denote an act in action. It's an action. It's yeah. an action, which I think create action is doing. Yeah. To parent is a verb. Yeah. As opposed to being a parent. As opposed to, it's not childing. No. It's not like, it, it, it's, it is a specific, mm. it's not like wifing, husbanding. No, it's wifey. Or partnering. It's not like, yeah, it's like. There's no term like that for any other relationship. Friending, defriending now. Well, that's but just because of the dumb Yes, that's Facebook. a dumb thing. Studenting. Yeah, that's teaching. Teaching. But that is a job. Yeah. You might have come up with a pretty good hypothesis. I have to think about grammar a little bit more, but... Not right now, but, Guys, but I am spitting it out yeah, here today. You really, um, I mean, this pregnancy brain is not taken over today. Mercury, Mercury and retrograde can just g- 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 GTFO. Yes. King. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so parenting is this thing that we feel like we have to do. Right. And, and it's this very new concept. And so. What she's saying is that there's sort of two types of parents and everybody wants the same outcome. Everybody, the outcome everybody wants is for, to raise a successful, resilient, Mm -hmm. thriving, independent child. Right. We all want for our kids to, this is what Lisa was saying when she was on. Yeah. We just want them to, to end up good. Yeah. You know, to have a good life and everything that we do is in service of that goal. Mm -hmm. So a gardener. Well, let me start with a carpenter. A carpenter is very precise. It's mathematical. It's like formulaic. You do X, Y, and Z, and you get this result. You know exactly what the result's going to be. I, you know, measure this amount, and then I put a, I put a nail here, and then it's going to hold this, and, and then at the end, I'm going to have this really beautiful product. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're going to get, and you um, have a very specific idea of what you're going to get. So a lot of parents who are carpenters have an idea of exactly what they want for their child. Now saying it, it denotes like something really negative, but like the other thing you have to think about, and they did cover this in the podcast is gymnasts, pianists, these, these people who are, who are, who are so, um, 
who are going to the Olympics and who are concert, they start at three. Yeah, they're pushed to it. They are pushed to it. You have to be. If you wait until 16 to figure out you want to be a ballet dancer, it's not happening for you. Right. You have to start when you're little. Yeah. So it's not that these parents are like failing. They're creating these really successful kids. And um, a lot of these kids are going into you know, they're in the top 1%. They're the ones going to Ivy League schools. They, their parents did that and their parents did that. And, and it's the same group of elite, you know, people who are going to these really top tier universities because yeah. they're all raised with this kind of philosophy. If I do X amount of extracurriculars every week, then this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Sports. I think a lot of sports kids are raised with this kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other issue, though, with that is that you are seeing kids who are safer. We've talked about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Less pregnancy, less drug use, less, you know, sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night. Um, but the anxiety is very intense for these kids. Yeah. So there's just... A- and these are just kids who are, are that are being pushed in these very um, competitive directions. No, not these necessarily. Any kid that's being pushed. It's really any kid. It's It's really like... The parent has an idea of the outcome and knows what they want to do to get the kid there. Okay. That the kid isn't really leading the way. Right. So I want my kid to be a good neuroscientist or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to force them to do these math books all the time. Yes. Gotcha. It's like, remember the, remember the show Parenthood, the movie? Yes. I remember the movie very well. With Rick Moranis' character? Yes. And he's got the, you know, he's a, he's a carpenter. Yes. 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 He's a carpenter. Steve Martin's family. They're gardeners. gardeners. Okay. So gardening is on the other side of the spectrum. I wouldn't know this about gardening because I kill every fucking plant that comes into my life. Her too. I did just buy Segway. Side note. Not Segway. Side note. I just made it my mission to buy a house plant. I bought a Birds of Paradise. It's a really big plant. Oh, yeah. Those are. Yeah. Is it still working i've had it for a week and a half i touch the soil every day to make sure how wet i am determined to raise this plant and to make it succeed good for you i want it to thrive i want it to for you i'm like really into this plant so i'll let you know how it goes um anyway so gardeners you can create the right environment for your plants to survive but ultimately you don't know you can't control the weather you can't control vermin you can't control all of the elements that get in the way of having a beautiful garden you have to trial and error tons 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 and tons you have to change the soil you have to figure out your watering schedule you have to put this in the sunlight turn the plant this way you know do a rain dance whatever you know it's not precise right right, there's a lot of experimentation there's a lot of trial and error um you know you're gonna make a mistake plant's gonna die replant try again yeah 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 so there's like failure built into a gardening model yep it's kind of built in whereas with carpenters there's really no room for failure everything falls apart right so so both ways have again same outcome same potential outcome potential outcome same desired goal okay um but there's the two different ways to do it so that's really what the book is about and she obviously is a proponent of gardening i i mean that makes a lot of sense it doesn't seem that revolutionary to me but maybe we've been in a phase or an era of i am determined to get my kid to do x and so i'm going to send them to soccer and send them to and all these things that we tend to do with our kids as opposed to just oh i'm just gonna let my kid be a kid be a kid run around do whatever you want to do play invent yeah yeah well, i think there's been i mean I th- if i'm not mistaken this generation is the first generation will be the first generation like the millennial generation will be the first generation to not do better than their parents so i wonder if there's been this sort of built in systematic thought process of here's how you will do better than me. I did this. Here's how I did it. Now let me up your, the ante a little bit. So you do this. So you make more money than I do or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, but does that mean that the, 
the parents of this current generation that are in their young 20s and 30s are not have not gone through like didn't push their kids in those directions because i think they did i don't know but maybe they were more nurturing and maybe that's why everybody dumps on millennials because they need hand holding but then when the the thesis be okay well we were doing it better before and i'm just spouting yeah 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 i don't know i mean to me they are the epitome of the overscheduled child so and that's when it started. I mean, you and I were not overscheduled. No. We were left to our own devices. Maybe it's a rebellion. Maybe. Maybe it's a... We were just talking about this. Mike always says this. He's like, we need to pretend to be Republicans. Yes. And like my grandmother, we were just talking about her the other day, may she rest in peace, screaming liberal, just Democrat through and through, just yeah. really... You know, like made it her mission to teach like the poorest of children to read. Like she, she has a library, a library named after her. I mean, she was just like very bleeding heart. My dad, nope. Yeah, but us, yes, yeah. So like, does it just keep going back and forth each generation? Like, I don't know. My so my sister is very liberal with her. I mean, liberal in the the truer sense of the word with her son. He has blue hair. I mean, she takes him to do those things. And I'm always worried about it. Like, at what point is he going to want to rebel and his rebellion is going to be... To be normal. To be normal. I don't know. Have you ever... Have we ta- we've never talked about this Pat Not... The greatest Pat Oswald stick ever where he says he's going to let... The only album he's ever going to have in his house for his kids is Phil Collins' No Jacket Required so <laughs> that his kids rebel against him. <laughs> funnier when he says it but anyway i i wonder if they're rebelling then and the rebellion is you overscheduled me so now i'm gonna stay home and hang out with you all the time i don't know i mean you know very complicated i feel like i'm already kind of overscheduling iris like she does swim she does gymnastics i guess that's all but you're not doing it with the intent of like one day she's gonna be a gymnast no but if you okay so if you saw her (laughs) Have a potential to be a gymnast? Yes. Would you push her in that direction? It's hard for me to imagine that that would be something that would be possible. It, if you you will. gotta see her in the gym floor. Iris. She's, she can't like lift her leg over. <laughs> She's, she loves it though. She loves it. You know, I. she tells me the reason she's in gymnastics is because she was begging me to put her in it. Right, so I she did. She has fun. Now she's saying she wants to do dance. So I'll put her in dance. I really will put her in whatever she wants. I'm just afraid of her. <laughs> she tells me what to do. So I, I, Jack is, enjoys dancing and I talk about it all the time. Like we need to find a dance class for him. We need to find a dance class. They for don't him. really exist at this age. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But I think in my head somewhere, and he's also like, he really knows music. Well, I'm like, we're, we got to get him into piano really quickly. In my head, I'm like, oh, because he's going to be the dancer, musician, whatever. Right. And the same thing with Levi. You know, yeah. we, 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 both of us were like, Levi's a great artist. And he's an, en- I mean, he's an engineer. He, right. That's makes- what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. So like, so then do you somehow push the kid into that direction unknowingly? That's the question. <laughs> like, are you, are you gardening if you see a potential in your kid and then you do it? Or is that carpentry? Now I'm going to tie this back. I have a little bit of a scratchy throat here. To that other podcast we listened to about trying to make your kid not gender formed or whatever. Yep. yep. Wouldn't you call them carpenters? I'm specifically trying to not make you be this way. I would call them carpenters who think they're gar- who think they're um, gardeners. Yeah. The, I would say for them, they are Sally, and when Harry met Sally. They're the worst kind. Yes. They're high maintenance <laughs> who think that they're low maintenance. That's a great line. Yes. <laughs> like, I think you're right. <laughs> that sums up so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how often I quote that movie? I just did it. Literally 30 minutes ago. Some I was talking to one of my employees. I was like, how's married life? Because he's like, just moved in with his girlfriend. He's like, fine, fine. He's like, you know, we've got a lot of stuff and there's a coffee table. I'm like, have you seen that scene? And when Harry met Sally by the coffee table, because it's the greatest coffee table scene of all time. I you have to, you have to see it. I will never want this. I will never want this, this wagon wheel, wheel coffee table. table. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. It's, it's the greatest movie. That lo- the, the line before it 
I forget, but it's the coffee table scene. And she said, it's the, it's my favorite, most quoted line of all ever, where she says, everybody thinks that they have good taste and a sense of humor, but they can't possibly all. (laughs) I know. It's so true. That show. That movie is genius. If Billy Crystal comes out as being a sexual abuser. I will crawl. That's where the bomb shelter yeah, will be, be built, really and I will sad. crawl in, and I will never come I'll out. Be really sad if he does. Please oh. don't. I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, who's coming out next? Oh and yeah. Who, what if it was John Stewart? It is not. What if it was though? I would die. Kill everybody. Yeah. I would go kill him. Mike and I. This we, and he would be okay. We with do it. this too. We make like lists constantly. Who who would be like who would kill? It would just destroy us if they came out yeah. as a Obama. Yes. Oh. John Stewart, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, <laughs> um, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Luckily, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Anyway, all right. So, so that was that one. Do you think that most of us are carpenters who think they're gardeners? Like, I'm just letting him explore this musical side that he obviously really appreciates and enjoys, and I'm just leaving the world open, and I might as well. Give him music lessons because that's what he loves and wants to explore that. What do you think you are? I don't know. I, it hadn't really occurred to me that maybe many of us, I mean, and admittedly, neither one of us read the book. So maybe she she touches on this idea that some people think that they're gardeners, but they're actually carpenters. It seems like one of these like right brain, left brain things. Yeah. Like you'd have to have kind of both. Yeah, I would I think I don't really so. know how you could really just be one fully. Yeah. Like I'm just going to let you run through the fields and figure it out. I certainly don't do that. No. I certainly don't do that. I, I think I want to be a gardener, but I think I'm probably, I think I am very achievement oriented and I'm like a work worker. Like I just, I, I work. Yeah. So I think I have that kind of innately but i don't know i do let her waste a lot of fucking time i i let them waste a lot of time too which i think i mean is good yeah they don't play outside as much as they no, should they don't it's, and we live in the worst place to do that and there's like this idea i think they talked about it in this podcast that like if you give a kid like they they did these experiments where they gave this kid a toy that could do a bunch of different things mm-hmm. And if the adult didn't explain to the child all the things the toy could do, the child found all of them. Right. If the adult said, this is what this toy does and showed them one thing, that's the only thing they found. That makes a lot of sense. So I think this is the issue with the TV thing. Like, let's bring it back to that. I still every day feel like my kid watches TV. I will never be okay with like feeling like I'm damaging her in some way. But like. The problem with TV is like you're just sitting there passively watching something and not using any sort of active imagination or, but then I will say like, and I think I said this last week when we went to see Coco and Iris was watching the movie. Did I tell you guys this last week? Yeah. And we got to the sad part and she she was weeping. No other kid in the theater. I mean, she was like really following the story. So the this I'm gonna I disagree about TV. I'm I made a I, I decreed something this weekend because we had some wow. kids visiting us, um, and one of them we put on a movie. One of them kind of watched. The other one didn't want to watch at all, even though they were like really excited to watch TV. And I've heard this from many other people. My good friend uh, down the street, her son, like he'll watch for ten minutes. Kids don't like like our kids will sit and watch TV and after they were done watching a movie with their two friends who didn't really want to watch a movie they were like can we watch another movie and I was like sure I don't mind this I grew up watching television like that's all we did in my house me and Harris too and I love stories like I am a writer writer as are you that's true and Harris was a creator as he well. He was a creator. I mean, there's, I don't think there's, I agree with the passiveness. I mean, sitting on your butt is lazy and all that stuff. But I don't, I'm, I'm reading this book that's, it's more about video games and like how you can be the literacy behind video games and just the way that it, they force you to understand the world. Like in this video game, I have to pick this thing up and hit this person with it. And here's what happens when that, when I do that and that 
can teach you about how the mechanics of the world are. And I think TV is the exact same way. That's interesting. I think you can watch it and say, this is how families act in a certain way, good or bad, whatever, and make judgments about it. And there are, I mean, there's morality tales in television, whether they're, depends on what you watch, right? Like you could watch a lot of crap, but I don't know. I don't know. I I was like, I don't, it doesn't make me feel bad anymore. I decided. I think that's great. (laughs) I think that's great. I did use it as a, as a lever, leverage, leverage Mm -hmm. tool. You leveraged. I leveraged. Um, I said, Iris, you can, you can watch TV, but first you have to tell me three pieces of work you did at school today. That's a good idea. Cause she, if I say, what did you do at school today? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can say like, what did you eat? She'll tell me who'd you sit with at lunch? Who'd you play with on the playground? But I want to know like what she's working on. So literally first time in her life, she was like, um, I worked on an object box today oh. where I look, listened to a sound and then I matched it with a letter. And then I did the smelling work where I smelled the scent and I smelled lemonade, mommy. And it was so fresh. It smelled like lemons. That's great. And then she's like explaining the work to me. And then she was like, okay, can I watch TV now? And I was like, yes, (laughs) you sure can. You can. I have been sitting with them and explaining to them. Like have it trying to have conversations about the TV, which I've read is yes, the way to do it to engage with them. Yeah, and even if it's and it's probably because we're watching a lot of holiday movies that I just want to sit and watch anyway. But we watched this old seventies movie cartoon about like Jesus's donkey. Okay. Yeah, and I remembered Sounds it. Sounds good. Yeah, I remembered it so much from my youth, like being scary and like sad. And we we're sitting there talk, like talking about it, and Levi was like, "What?" so mean to this donkey i was like right like why don't you just love this donkey <laughs> and i was like this is fine right like we're because you're doing it together yeah because we're doing it together and we're talking about the story which you're not going to do all the time you're not you're going to use it as a babysitter i'm surely but wh- I, what we try to do when we use it this, now this is a conversation about tv <laughs> we try to watch pbs kids when we use it as a babysitter yeah Whatever. That was so highfalutin. Go fuck myself. Go fuck I'm yourself. I'm just kidding. We right watch Frosty the Snowman every day, three times a day now. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you also are reading a parenting book. Yeah. I've Speaking read. Of bad yeah, parenting. I ordered like my first parenting what book. What prompted this? Um, because I have a strong willed child oh. and she's a very emotional child and she, um, I just, she, she had it, like, I was worried that she wasn't listening at school, which mm-hmm. really isn't what's going on. She hates naps. She gets a lot of nap anxiety, oh. and she always has. She's, like, stopped napping at 18 months. Um, I, hello, I'm her mother. Like, I, you know, I sleep, like, four hours a night. Yeah. Like, I never have needed sleep. I was that way as a kid. My dad is that way. She's that way, too. Um, but I just was, like, so... My friend Chloe recommended it. She's like, I've heard this is a really good book. It's called How to Talk to Little Kids So They Will Listen. I also feel like I scream a lot more than I ever wanted to or expected to. I agree. I hate it. And I hate it. And I I feel terrible about it. So I got the book. I've read 17 pages, which is 17 pages more than any other parenting book I've ever read. Yeah. So there you go. And the first chapter is really good. It's about basically... We do this all the time, and it's like, say that you came in today, and you said to me, I'm really tired, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and I'm just, I feel terrible. And I was like, but you're going to work, you love work, mm-hmm. you love your job, that's going to be so exciting, and then you're going to get to go pick up your kids, and you love picking up your kids, you know, instead of commiserating with you, instead of being like, man, that sucks, I bet you feel like shit. Yeah. We do this to our kids constantly. They'll say, and, and it's irrational a lot of times, but it's real to them. So they'll say, I don't want to eat pancakes. I hate pancakes. And you'll say, you love pancakes. Yeah. You want, what are you talking about? You hate pancakes. Yeah. And you You just disregard. Right. Instead of saying like, you're disappointed about pancakes. You want something else. Right. Or Jimmy's the worst. I hate Jimmy. You know, Jimmy's not my best friend. Instead of saying, what are you talking about? You love Jimmy. Yeah. Like gaslighting your kids or yeah. not like hearing them. Instead of saying like, wow, Jimmy did something that really made you upset. Mm-hmm. Or Jimmy really is annoying you. Yeah. Hearing it. Yeah. 
and not immediately jumping to trying to fix it. Right. Right. And she gives this really extended example about um, one of her sons who was older asked her to tape Bill Nye the Science Guy. And the little kid who was like the toddler, three or four, two to four, wanted, likes Carmen San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I taped Bill Nye the Science Guy for you. And the, and the little toddler was like, well, did you tape Carmen San Diego? And she was like, no, you didn't ask me to. And the little boy was like, why didn't you tape it for me? Starts having a meltdown. Instead of, and then she's like trying to rationalize with this kid. Yeah. Like, you didn't ask me to, so I didn't. Duh. That fucking makes sense, you dumb kid. Like, obviously, what am I supposed to read your fucking mind? Right. Kids don't listen to reason, though, especially when they're in an emotional place. And kids are often in an emotional place when they're three. Yeah. And so she said, why did I do that? Like, why couldn't I just say, you're really disappointed that I didn't tape that. And you don't have to say sorry. You have to acknowledge where they're coming from. Right. And then she was like, if I said to him, you really love Carmen Sandiego. I do. What do you love about it? Then it turns into a positive interaction instead of you trying to troubleshoot, fix, repair, Mm -hmm. Really what it's about is trying to stop him from having sad feelings because it's a nuisance for you. Yeah. yeah. It's not even about the kid. It's like, I don't have time to deal with you melting down right right now. Right. Just shut up and do blah, blah, blah. But what do you, but then are you constantly, okay, so here's a scenario that happens every single day in my house. What do you want for breakfast? What do you want for breakfast? Okay, I'm making pancakes. Okay, I'm making pancakes. Here's pancakes. I don't want pancakes. Well, I asked you what you wanted. You didn't tell me. I want yogurt. Well, I'm not making yogurt now. Right. Because I already made pancakes. Right. So should you backtrack and be like, okay, I'll make yogurt. All right. No. I'm sorry that you didn't want pancakes. I don't think that's what she's saying. Okay. She's saying to just simply acknowledge the feeling. You know, in conflict resolution, I was taught this. I had this wacky teacher when I was 15 and she taught us conflict resolution. Yeah. And she would say, like, if I say, when you. Yes. It's about, it's not, a, it's not the you statements. Yeah. It it's, has nothing to do with you. When you bring me pumpkin butter, Abby, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like a bad friend because Abby brought me a gift today and I told her not to do that. But anyway, that you, all you have, you don't have to say, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not a bad friend. You just repeat it back. Okay. I heard you say yeah. that when I do blah, 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 you're you feel this. Listening. All you're doing is listening. Mm-hmm. All you are doing is hearing the other person. So what she's saying is, I think, now, again, I'm 17 pages in, guys, so I'm not a fucking expert, okay? I couldn't teach the class. But I think what she's saying is that you would say, you are disappointed that you're having to eat pancakes. You would rather have yogurt. And just repeat it back and then say, well, uh, I know it's making you sad, but we can't have yogurt right now. So I understand that you are upset about pancakes. Right. Like, I think if you just... It's not about giving your kid what you want all the time. It's about setting the stage for them to like be heard and validated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand. And that it's easier to avoid conflict and to diffuse the situation if you acknowledge where they're coming from instead of making them feel yeah like their feelings don't matter or that they're wrong or that they're annoying or yelling at them or whatever. That's oh, okay. I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, I want to hear setting what, the stage. Yeah, like I want to hear what happens when you get to the part in the, the chapter when she talks about when you're when they're not not when they're like sad or upset, like when they're just annoying. Yeah, when <laughs> you just want to like put them outside. Yes. Yeah. Like what you do with that? Because that's real. I mean, I, I didn't it is saying it nicely. It is when it the is. kid is just doing things that are disruptive or bad or like I I I see that you keep shutting off the TV while we're all watching it. <laughs> I appreciate that you have the feelings that you want to do that. But like really what do you do then? I don't think that this is for that. That's I think, not for that. I think this is simply when a kid this is just like setting the groundwork for positive interactions. Like okay. when a kid is expressing is them. expressing a feeling that you don't shut it down. Right. Right. And I think that's probably very helpful. Yeah. And and the other thing she says that I think is interesting is that when you name the feeling, you give them the words to name their feelings. Right. Right. So when you say to him, you're frustrated that we're having pancakes again, mm-hmm. 
you're giving him a vocabulary word to talk about his feelings that he didn't have before. Right. Right. So the next time he does that and you go, you're frustrated about pancakes. Maybe the fifth time he'll say, mommy, I'm frustrated about pancakes. Right. And then he'll get it. Like when my daughter in the car the other day told Mike and I that she was damaged because of us. (laughs) How do you know what damaged means? I don't know. Because you've heard that. Mm -hmm. You've picked it up. She was like, I'm damaged. Did I not tell you this? I don't think so. We were driving in the car. Mike and I were talking about pie. Literally talking about pies. She looks up. She's like, I'm damaged because of you guys. Okay, cool. Yes, that is true. You are going to be so fucked up because of us. Like, I can't even tell you, kid. Like, start making a list right now. That's awesome. Um, So, like, if you're teaching them positive ways to express themselves, then when it comes time for them to express themselves, they have ways to do it. Yeah. To describe how they're feeling. Okay. I will try this. I'll give this a try. um, Each week... I'll give you guys oh, an update like on this. a new chapter I've read. Wow, this is going to be like a so you don't have to do it. Book review, yeah. So you don't have to do it. I appreciate because who the fuck has time to read a book? Not I. I only, the only reason I do is because now I'm sitting at my gynecologist's office for two hours every day. you know every day because they have one ultrasound machine that fucking works and they won't get another one or they won't repair the other one. It just doesn't even make sense. I can't. Yeah. I, fortunately, I love her otherwise my god i would burn it down yeah it doesn't make sense so anyway I'm, I'm trying to read books while i'm there that's helpful um so that's that how to talk so little kids will listen I, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to the next chapter that i don't have to read about this book yeah it's called a survival guide wow. to life with children ages two to seven wow is it an audio book as well oh i bet it's by um, Joanna Faber and Julie King. All I do is listen to audiobooks now. So this is so funny to that because I have to go record. I have to record an audiobook. That's right. In two weeks, I have to go do this. So now I'm like listening to samples of audiobooks yeah. of like yeah. authors reading their own audiobooks to like, how are they doing this? I, I, it's, I've only listened to a few where the actual author read it's, their own book. It's a weird thing. I and, tried to read like two sentences of my own book to myself in my house and I had to stop. I was very uncomfortable. It's weird. <laughs> well, it's so weird. Listen to, did have you listened to Bossy Pants? She, yeah, she, she did, did a good job. I know, and I listened to some of Amy Poehler's, yeah, but it's she, fucking Amy Poehler yeah, and Tina Fey. Yeah, they did very good job. I listened, I listened, I think I listened to both of the, um... Mindy Kaling books too. Yeah. I listened to some of her too. She's funny too. I so listened to yeah. I basically googled like authors who've read their own memoirs, yeah. and them. I'm just listening to their samples. Yeah. Anyway, audiobooks are good. Um, okay, tell us about your bubble theory. I'm listening to this. I'm listening to this book right now called The Filter Bubble. Um, mostly for school, not because not. I mean, because I find it interesting, and it's for school. But basically, the idea is. And he wrote, he wrote this book in 2011, I think. So it's old. Uh-huh. That we're pretty much, we live in a filter bubble online. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And it's designed to make us not engage with people who are not like us. And this is a problem for democracy because obviously it is one of the reasons that we have voted in certain people because certain people only saw some stories and certain people only saw other stories and they didn't realize it. Yep. It's very frightening. I think it's I think it's going to really cause a lot of problems. Um, and my whole research is on algorithms, but what this guy is seeing is it's that it's not the algorithm's fault per se, but they cre- they're designed to make us want to engage more. So if I really so one example he gives is he sees his ex girlfriend in his newsfeed. Why? Because some algorithm saw that he liked something else that she also liked. Blah blah. He hasn't thought or about her or talked to her in ages. Now he goes and checks out her page. Now this algorithm kind of tags that, oh, you find her interesting. So now she shows up all the time on his page. And you start to see her over and over and over again. He couldn't have given a shit about her at all. And now all of a sudden, 
she, he knows about her entire life and she seems to be really important to him. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed that a lot lately in my own feed, like people that I was like, why do I keep seeing you? Oh, I must have clicked on something. And now all of a sudden my ex-boyfriend's mom is everywhere in my news feed and that's what your social media is about now yeah my ex-boyfriend's mom mom. and i what and what i think about her life right now right and now all of a sudden she's so important to me but think about that in terms of democracy and politics and that's his whole thesis yeah i mean it's like all the shit we don't need like you don't need something and then all of a sudden you see it and you think you need it like mike keeps talking about the instant pot instapot yes and now I'm like, I must have one. Okay. Here is the story of all stories. Okay. Yes. About this. I was in Target. Okay. Last week. I was buying a maternity bathing suit, which in the wintertime when you're pregnant, not the greatest task. No. Not super fun. Did not like it. And in Target. Too. Like and in Target. Lighting is okay. Terrible. The lighting is terrible. It's all like, it's the clearance bathing suits. They're like, <laughs> it's really where are you going? a terrible experience. <laughs> but while I was in the dressing room. The woman who was like manning the dressing room kept getting these phone calls over and over and over and over. I swear to God, 12 phone calls. She was saying, we had 50 this morning. Now we're down to 20. We have people driving in from Galveston to get this thing. We're the only retailer in the city of Houston that has it. With the Instapot? No, 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 no. This was another thing. I didn't know what she was talking about, but she kept saying, I mean, it was like she would hang up the phone. Somebody else would call. Wow. So like I'm trying the bathing suits and then I go out and find another size, come back in. I mean, this is like probably 15 minutes of this. So I get off and they go, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? Like, what does everybody want here? And she's like, it's this thing called LOL Big Surprise. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, it's some toy. I don't know. I was like, okay. So I had some more shopping to do. And I went over to the toy section. And I saw this big, sparkly, half circle thing. Like one of those hatchables. It's, it is a... Laugh out loud. It's really hard to explain what it is, but essentially it's it's a bunch of shit. It's a bunch of shit in, in it, and you don't know what you're going to get. And you there's bath bombs that you put in water, and then a toy comes out. But there's 50 individually wrapped surprises in this big egg thing. And you put it in water? Some of them you put in water. Some of them you don't. You just like... Like, you unwrap it, and you unwrap it, and you unwrap it, and then you unwrap it, and it tells you to unwrap it again. I mean, it's just this, it's like, a, it's like a weird, and like, and once you get into the middle of it, it's just plastic crap. It's these little plastic pieces of shit things. dolls. Yes. But anyway, so, I have never heard of LOL Big Surprise. I have no, I don't care what it is. I don't know what it is. But let me tell you, there was like 12 on the shelf, and I got one. I was like, I'm, t- I'm taking one. If everybody's calling, I want one. I have to have one. Put it on some sort of black market. So like, this is resell it. This is what Mike says to of me course, later. This is what Mike said. So Mike made a website <laughs> for you to sell it. You know. So I start walking around the store and I'm like Googling the thing while I'm walking around the store. Uh-huh. And I'm like watching YouTube videos of it. And then I see that it's seventy dollars. Seventy dollars for this thing, for this toy. And I was like, this is bullshit. I am not getting this thing. No. I didn't know what this was an hour ago. I'm putting it back on the shelf. By the time I got over there, there was two left. Okay? That's I the, get home, that's of course. That's the laugh out loud surprise. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I know. I get home and Mike is like, why didn't you buy them all? We could have sold them on eBay. Like, what is wrong with you? Why didn't you? You know, because they're sold out everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere is out of stock. But it's like this thing that I didn't realize I needed yeah. has suddenly become like the center of my I'm, like, obsessed with it now. Yeah. Like, watching videos on it. Like, I need to know what it is. I need to know what the point is. I mean, that's pretty much what marketing is, right? And, yes. And persuasion. It's, it's like getting into your head. Like, this is the thing yeah. you need in order to be happy. Yeah. That's really yeah. what marketing is. Yeah. And it, and when they do it well. They do it well. They do it well. When they do it well, you put a $70 egg in your basket. Let me tie this back to the gardener. Let me tie this back. Cannot wait. We we often buy, I often buy those little pa- plastic packety things that are like surprise some shits in this plastic, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a superhero, My mm-hmm. Little Pony or whatever. I buy them because they're about $2 and it seems like an easy and the 
four minutes it takes to open one and get surprised and then get disappointed is worth it for those four minutes before you get disappointed. Sure. Always disappoint. Always. Always. Because they either already have it or it's stupid yep. or mom misread the package and it's like a freaking like something that we don't know what it is. Sure. But those things are everywhere. We did not have those when we were kids. No. Just like surprise you might get something you like. Right. Or something that's going to be really disappointing. What is that phenomenon? Because this sounds like almost the same exact thing. When I was a kid, I would tell you exactly what I wanted right. to buy. Right. No surprises. Yeah. Why would you want to be surprised by what? I don't even, I didn't even want to be surprised by like maybe there's a present in here or not. I tell, I'm telling you what I want. It's like a, um, like it's like children nihilists or like, something. Exactly. It's like some existential. Yes. It's like kid a kid shit. Like kid ru- toy roulette. I can't be happy. So just surprise me. Like, I am so bored with my life that I need some sort of surprises. That's weird. I know. Well, if you think about if your life is so, if everything you want is on demand. Yeah. And at the touch of a button, there's so little room for disappointment. I know. That maybe disappointment is something worth marketing. Yep. Marketing (laughs) disappointment. Mike Wax, get on this. This is why, like... It's still really fun to get mail. Yeah. Because you are going to be surprised. And it's one, I, it is my favorite thing to get. Ever. Yeah. Not email. I don't want to see any emails. No, don't ever email me. <laughs> but I want mail all the time. Yeah. And it's you, always so disappointing. You don't know. And then, it's, and then it's brochures. Yeah. I mean, holidays in general, you get. Yeah. It's disappointment. But you sent a great Christmas card. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That Iris is obsessed with. I'm glad she likes it. She's like putting it on her. I'm glad. What do you call it? I'll brain post to it, it up maybe if I <laughs> can find it. It's so good. It's my husband is very clever. It's really, truly wonderful. Um, so, the last thing that I want to yeah. tell you guys about is just um, really quick. I read this Scary Mommy article that's oh, yeah. trending about this woman who watched Chopped Junior and there was an eight-year-old on it who was like making souffles and, you know, she like kept her kids safe in the kitchen and didn't, you know, let her kid mix or pour this in here or whatever. And, and like, after she saw that episode was like, you know what? I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go of my control. Mm -hmm. And for like a few months, the kitchen was a disaster. The recipes came out wrong. Like she's like letting the kid cook. Yes. Metaphorically cook. Okay. Like, like, but it's sort of a metaphor for, sure, it's sure. like building her confidence. Like she said now, you know, like, because part of it, like when, I, when I'm cooking and Iris helps, she messes it up. Yeah. She puts too much of this. She puts too much of that. She pours it in there and then it gets all over the counter. It's a hassle for me. Yeah. It makes things harder for me. But now she can cook breakfast, lunch, or dinner. She can bake cupcakes. She can do anything in the kitchen. She can, she is a whiz in the kitchen. She comes up with her own recipes. She's she's confident in there. She's comfortable in there. She's able to express herself. Like, you know, and it's like a really good, I mean, I think this is really sort of gardening. It's like. Yeah. Now this woman is getting meals yeah. made for her. And, she's and, and her kid is like. Watching TV. I can do this. Like, I can read a recipe and execute it from start to finish and it and it's a confidence builder no i think that's there's nothing wrong with that and the amount of times every day that i say to iris don't do that don't stop don't stop no no stop stop what if you start saying yes that's that's really what it was about it was like what if instead of when my kid says i want to make blah 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 instead of saying no i just say yes my kids are often say things like I want to poop on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Daily, someone tells me they'd like to poop on my head. (laughs) I think. I'm going to say yes. I think. It's the year of yes. I think that's probably the point. Yes. (laughs) Let your kid poop on your head. Just let your kid dump everywhere. I will say my kid is now obsessed with saying poopy butt. Sorry. She says it. I apologize. Constantly. And the whole, their whole school does. Constantly. (laughs) Poopy butt, poopy butt, poopy butt. Why is it funny? It's not I funny. have no idea. <laughs> and then the other day I said something about, I said, turn over, I need to do something with your butt. You know? I need to, she has a, I had to apply cream or something. She's like, 
You just said butt, <laughs> mommy. Don't say butt. I have to say tushy, but she can say booby butt. Okay. You were really disappointed right now when I just said butt, weren't you? <laughs> no, she, she should say that to you. You were really disappointed when I made fun of you for saying poopy butt or whatever. But. It's like I had said a bad word yeah. when I said butt. They but she can say booby butt constantly. You said a bad word. And now we watched, um, we've watched, uh, it's a, a Christmas story where they put soap in the kid's mouth for saying fudge, but the real one. And now it's like, mommy. You said butt. I'm going to put soap in your mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. You said butt. I'm putting soap in your mouth. The, there, There's a great story. My brother, when he was about the boy's age, when he was our kid's age, running around Luby's screaming shit, 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 shit. And Luby's con- running, running. My mom said, if you do it, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. He, of course, kept doing it because he didn't understand when to stop. Yeah. She went home. She didn't have any bar soap, so she just spritzed some liquid soap in his mouth. So gross. He lost his ever-loving <laughs> shit, and so then she started sobbing, washed his, got it out, and then spent the entire night apologizing <laughs> to him. And that was the extent of our discipline as children. Your mom apologized. Apologizing. <laughs> I'm sorry I followed through on this thing I said I was going to do. Uh, Parenting's hard. It is the worst. I mean, it's the best. It's the best. But it is so hard. And it, I feel like every day, I don't know. I'm excited to hear about this book because I feel like I scream all the time. And it's making me sad that I do it all the time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a good, a good read. All right. I'll let you guys know. So thank you for listening. I think when we talk to you next, it'll be in the new year. It will. Um, well, I hope you have a great, great trip. I hope you have a great you. holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Happy New Year. All of that to you yes. as well. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. The, uh, there's probably some other holidays. Definitely. You're definitely leaving some people out. Yes. Um, all right. We will see you guys in January. January. Have be a good safe. One. Be yeah. happy. Be healthy or not. Or market disappointment. Or hate your lives. <laughs> That's totally reasonable too. But eat cake. Either way. Yes. Bye. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.